0: And welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Amit Meon. Today I'm joined by Connor. Hey guys. And Mike. Hello. And this is our first episode of 2021. Small break there for about three weeks or so. And yeah, it's a new year. Hopefully it's gonna be a better year. Yeah, I really is think the worst it, year. I think it's
1: nice that we were able to take this break, and in that time, not a single thing happened in the yeah, world. Yeah, no, twenty
0: twenty one has been going great so far. It's yeah. uh, you know, but in all honesty, like, I always expected 2021, at least, like, the first half, to just be 2020 Part 2, and that seems oh, yeah. to be happening. <laughs> 2020 definitive, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the real world, things are not so great, but in the world of video games, I would argue 2020 was a pretty great year.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to compete with Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, The Last of Us
0: Part 2, yeah. Noita, all sorts of uh, really, you know, top shelf games on pretty much every platform, major platform out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, every single one. Nintendo had great games, Sony had great games, Microsoft had great games, great PC exclusives. So, yeah, I think uh, for this first part of the episode, at least, I wanted to just sort of reflect on gaming in 2020 and maybe... Talk about some of our potential Game of the Year candidates and stuff like that. 2020 was a big year for me, gaming-wise. I think I, I tr- just being at home
1: so much kind of had me trying a lot of different yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, I uh, I finally played through a turn-based RPG and enjoyed it. That was huge for me. Dragon Quest uh, 11.
0: Yeah, because I really never. I mean, like, I respected your opinion, but, like, I really couldn't understand that stance that all turn based RPGs were garbage. Like.
1: I mean, I still haven't found one that I like as much as. uh, Because I think I like Dragon Quest XI's combat probably even more than I like Persona 5. Really? uh, I went back and played some older ones, and I still kind of. Dragon Quest XI is special, I think. And Persona 5 are special. Like, I still think that that's not my genre. But. Uh, I'm no, I'm no longer in the camp that they're all bad, you know. And uh, I don't think I would have learned that about myself had I been able to go hang out with my friends <laughs> <laughs> instead of playing, uh, instead of befriending a bunch of weird anime superheroes. And yeah,
0: Dragon Quest Eleven. Speaking of anime superheroes, last year, I know this doesn't really affect the three of us that much, but Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and that was a dream game for so many people. Yeah, I've I've been watching a, a streamer
1: play it, and uh, I'm still gonna give it a chance, probably on my own sometime.
0: But so far, I don't like it. Really? I, uh, I mean, yeah, its, it's com- combat isn't like traditional, right? It's like an action based combat system, right? The combat looks
1: like a mix between like Final Fantasy fifteen and turn based combat, but all the enemies kind of look like massive damage sponges on a normal difficulty. So. Maybe yeah. the guy I'm watching is not great at it. Maybe not. I don't know. I still want to give it a chance. But
0: uh, I, I also want to give it a chance. But I'm like pretty resolved to play the original Final Fantasy VII before I play yeah. the remake. Yeah, I get that. Uh, not only for you know just the the completeness of the experience, but I have also heard for story related spoiler reasons, it's a good idea to do that, which is a very interesting statement to me. I would. Yeah, I don't, don't know quite well. quite what to make make of that. So, yeah. I mean, that was a big game, you know, for for the world, I guess. But maybe you could go through some of your top personal games of 2020. Uh, me personally,
1: I mean, yeah. I, I I listed a few of them already, you know. But uh, obviously Doom Eternal was huge for me. I, I yeah. talked about it on the podcast. Uh, I'm waiting for my new graphics card to pick up the DLC, which is kind of killing me. Uh, I, I played, <laughs> I missed Outer Wilds last year, and I played that this year, and that game was, like, life-changing.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm very close to playing that. Yeah, you like, need to. I, I've actually, like, legit got it downloaded on
1: my PS5. Yeah, you need to play it, like, after, yeah. after we record. <laughs> um, uh, Splunky 2 came out. That didn't end up rocking my world the way that I had kind of hoped it would, but that's Okay, because it's still a great game.
0: I mean, it was just—was it just more Spelunky in another? Yeah, exactly. It's more Spelunky and like a good thing.
1: That's how Spelunky one was for me. I never really sat down and played it constantly. Like Spelunky one was just kind of a comfort food. You know, go visit it when I can. Uh, Spelunky two did make me finally beat Spelunky one, which was a huge accomplishment for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year was kind of the year of roguelikes. Actually, Uh, a lot of those happening this year. Yeah, I mean Uh,
0: the elephant in the room, Hades. Hades the game changing roguelite? Uh, but the one that uh, and
1: probably my uh, yeah, not probably my game of the year is absolutely Noita. Uh, yeah, that game is eaten me alive. I got that in like July, and I have well over a hundred hours in it. Uh, trying to bring up my hours anyway. That that game, I've talked about it on the podcast a million times. Uh, so I'll just give a short, in case this is somebody's first episode. It's a uh, it's a game where you play as a witch. Uh, which is Noita's is Finish for which, and it's kind of like those Falling Sand games almost and it's uh, execution because the entire game world, every pixel is simulated so things can fall things can set on fire, chemical reactions can happen, uh, your spells that you can craft interact in really weird ways and um, basically you just work your way down this mountain and if you're really good at the game you work your way back up and uh, but you only have to work your way down to get to the ending
0: yeah and, uh, that that's super fun y- you know each pixel was like you know procedurally generated or whatever like that concept is really i mean we've seen that concept not on steroids before you know like i would argue terraria and minecraft sort of do that but like for each yeah, pixel to game, be dynamic like that that's that's like the way this that game behaves be done, is so think. much
1: more similar to breath of the wild than like terraria how reactive or its
0: systems are and stuff
1: Yeah, like, the way, you know, the way you can start a fire, and it can spread, and an enemy can catch on fire, and an enemy can walk over next to an explosive barrel, and because that enemy is on fire, that barrel's going to explode, and, like, those systems sort of open up, even if you get dealt a pretty bad hand with spells and stuff, you can still be smart and make it work a lot of the time, you know, sometimes you get bad RNG, and you just don't really stand a chance, but that's pretty rare once you... I don't want to say that's pretty rare once you get good, because it did take me probably 80 hours to get good enough that the RNG is not like that. I'm not super dependent on RNG for a good run, but yeah, uh, you can get there. And the fact that it's possible to get there at all makes me think that it's a it's a good game. You know, I'm not willing to fault the RNG if you can
0: overcome it. Right. It has enough depth to yeah. to to overcome it. You and know, it's, it's it,
1: really just like even even though I've done almost everything the game has to offer at this point, I still want to sit down every once in a while and do like an eight hour run.
0: Yeah, that's the mark of a really great game. Like that's like, it, how it I really feel is, about I, civilization, honestly.
1: It's a game Similarly, I can sit down yeah. and be like, this is the game I'm going to play this weekend. And yeah, yeah. And that's crazy good. You know, yeah, I was
0: I was wondering before we started this like I just knowing you I knew you'd either pick Doom Eternal or Noita. It was, it's I was curious to which one. See, so.
1: in my mind it's not even a contest. Noita blows Doom Eternal out of the water. I lo- and I love Doom Eternal, but Noita yeah. was just so incredible. Yeah, that
0: that's that's an awesome pick. I feel like not not a lot of people have even heard of that game, much less put it on their game of the year list, so I'm glad we can highlight it here. Yeah. Uh Mike all
2: right what do you have for us so this year was more of a backlog cleaning year really for me sure like i finally started playing slay the spire and dug into Uh, that finally oh
0: man i gotta try that
2: it's a lot of fun honestly that's all i did on christmas eve Mm -hmm. because i was home away from my computer i popped it in steam remote play works perfectly Yeah, it's a card game, right? It, yeah, it functions really well. In like a deck remotely. building game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very high IQ deck building game. I wanna say that much. <laughs> you gotta know what to get
0: rid of and what to keep. It, it's kind of like a, a like a roguelike de- deck building game, right? Yeah. Is that a weird it's, description? Yeah. It exactly what it is. Yeah, like that that concept is so interesting to me. And just hearing, hearing Slay the Spire talked about, I feel like that's one of those games that will just suck me in and just, you know, squeeze hundreds of hours out of me. So I'm kind of hesitant. What else
2: did I play this year? Did I play Borderlands 3 this year?
0: Yeah, I think what, so. I <laughs> think so. I, it no, no, might have been this that year. That came out the year before, but yeah, you, you might have played, played, played last. it last year. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was kind of trash. Uh, <laughs> I got into Elite this year. That was fun. I sucked a lot of my time away. Not a, lot of, not a lot of 2020 I Ghost games, Runner. though. Huh. Oh, Ghostrunner was probably the big one. Oh, yeah, you were super
1: into
0: that for a couple weeks. I was weeks.
2: super... I'm still into it. And yeah. obviously, uh, the, the,
0: the, the big one, Cyberpunk. Yeah,
2: wow. I still haven't finished that game. I've only put 22 well, hours into it.
0: Oh, that's actually, like, a very short amount of time for that game, I imagine.
2: Yeah, I've kind of just, like, fallen off of it for some reason. I don't know how. Bigger were you running into, out. like, bugs and stuff? Nah, not even that. I just, I'm. I think I'm now at this point waiting for a better video card. Okay. I'm gonna get. But Hardspace uh, Shipbreaker came out this year. That was a fun game to play. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun to watch. That was a lot of fun. What else? What else? I'm literally scrolling through my Steam games. Uh. God. Yeah, I just cleaned a lot of my backlog
0: out this year. So out of out of those games what would you call your personal game of the year 2020 it doesn't i mean it doesn't matter if it came out in 2020 or not just your favorite kind of game. Of related, related among us <laughs> among us that's a among great us. pick yeah. yeah
2: that's a good pick
1: yeah
0: I, if, I if it doesn't
1: matter if it came out this year mine would be uh, outer wilds
2: i don't want to talk like
0: you played that oh wait you did play that in 2020
2: okay yep like among us is that game that took this year by storm and is still giving content.
1: Yeah, I still love some Among Us every once in a while, even though it's died down
0: a little bit. Yeah, we we talked about Among Us on this podcast before, but it really is crazy that we got the double whammy of like Fall Guys, which was just huge and took the world by storm, and everyone was like, okay, this is the next big thing. And then Among Us immediately came and was even bigger. God,
2: I really and thought Fall Guys was going to be my game of the year. And then Phasmophobia took over for a while. It's still relevant.
0: Well, yeah. I don't know if Phasmophobia ever eclipsed Fall Guys, or sorry, uh, Among Us. I feel like Among Us just became this huge thing. Like, yeah. like, I saw like people, like streamers and stuff, who don't really play video games like, play Among Us.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, what? AOC and Elon But to be fair, yeah.
0: AOC
2: plays League, so... Yeah, AOC does play League. Does she stream it, though? I don't think so.
1: I don't know I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't know that AOC that. can't be a gamer. I'm saying that, yeah. you know... So a, a couple million people hopped on to watch her play <laughs> among us. Yeah.
2: The worst part about like AOC playing league is that there's a very real chance that I'll end up like either being on the same team as or on the other team of AOC because she's in my rank. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, here's right the, the thing.
0: That, aren't there like millions of people like in every rank of league? Uh, It kind of gets better
2: the higher you are. Like towards the end of silver, you meet less and less people. Yeah, and, and right. you two are in the same time zone. Yeah. The majority of people are in
0: bronze and iron. I wonder what her, like... Uh, Which is who Lois. Her, her tag is or whatever. I feel like if you looked that up and then kept an eye out, maybe that There's would be a no fun eye.
2: tag is public. <laughs> who knows? I probably already faced AOC in League.
0: That's... Yeah. Y- you, you've got a good point, Connor. There's no way she'll ever share that.
2: Yeah. Like, that would be insane. Yeah. Uh,
0: imagine the hate. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, League... Yeah, hate all, is combined with like toxic. horrible right wing hate, you know, that would just be Ugh. galactic levels of hate.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot happened.
0: <laughs> That's a good summary. This, this a lot was, happened. Uh,
2: this was a year. Yeah. Uh, there's
0: not yeah, much to
2: I I I, say. I,
0: I like the Among Us pick. I didn't really even think of that, but like. That, like, good, if you were idea. to assign a game to 2020, like, it would definitely be Among Us, I think.
2: It literally birthed an entire, like, figure of speech.
0: Yes. Yeah. Sus.
2: Yeah. Like, I before Among Us, that word was very rarely used. And then after Among Us, it's used a lot.
0: Yeah, I I, I know that word was, like, popular with, like, younger people and, like... Like, frat people, I feel like. Yeah, it, it was definitely around before Among Us, but it entered the gamer lexicon.
2: with, yeah, uh, yeah. which is the important lexicon. <laughs> the only lexicon <laughs> that matters is the gamer lexicon. I played sure. Warframe this year, I
0: guess. <laughs> well, Warframe is like one of those things you play every year, right? Yeah, that's Same with me and me and Destiny. Yeah. And I play I it Maple like, Story. oh god, yeah. I have more to say about that. uh yeah so i guess i can round out the three of us talk to us about uh the last of us part two for uh, another 20 minutes well i've already done that so much on the show so i I won't talk too much about it i do want to highlight some games though 2020 was the first year i played an animal crossing game which is oh
1: i forgot that was your first one
0: yeah which was a big hole in my like nintendo gaming catalog and I finally saw what all the hype was about. You know, like, I really enjoyed my time with uh, New Horizons. I think I've easily got, like, over 100 hours in there. I remember the first couple weeks, like, I would just literally not do anything but play that game. Yeah. But I feel like if they had come out with content faster slash put more in at the start, ah. I would be playing it a lot longer.
1: Yeah, I definitely still have beef with uh, the stuff that isn't in the game still.
0: There's still stuff not in the game.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, they haven't added the cafe. Um, I guess the cafe is the big one. Um, oh, the fortune teller cat's not in it.
0: Yeah, Uh, I don't know. With with animal like, I don't really have a desire to go back to Animal Crossing, but like, I think I will like maybe like a year or so before the newest one comes out, because then I feel like this one will be fully fleshed out. Yeah, maybe. But, like, I really enjoyed my time with Animal Crossing. And, and that, again, that was another one of those, like, huge zeitgeist moments, like, Among Us and Fall Guys. Like, it seemed like all of a sudden everyone and their mother had a Switch and was playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: everybody played that
0: game. You know, that's yeah. an, that's such an interesting observation. We had, like, three, like, huge blow-up gaming moments in 2020. I wonder if that's just more indicative of the fact that gaming is becoming more and more mainstream. I wonder what we're going to get in 2021. I yeah. think the pandemic has helped games blow up the way that they have. Yeah.
1: But I sure. don't think... I think, the pan, you know, the pan, one day the pandemic is going to go away. God knows when.
0: Hopefully, but, you know, sometime this year. But you know.
1: I do not think that games blowing up like this will go away. Because I feel like those people, a decent enough percentage of them, would become lifelong gamers.
0: You yeah, know? I think so. I think... The combination of COVID and, you know, all these games that are, like, fun social games coming out uh, at the same time really converted a lot of non-gamers to gamers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, those people that bought a Switch aren't going to stop playing it just because they start going outside
0: again. Like, Yeah. No, it's especially just, it's just the Switch especially, because they can take it outside. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a very interesting observation. I'd be excited to see uh if that keeps up. But yeah, Animal Crossing is a big shout out for me. And then obviously we had uh you know Hades, which came out of nowhere for me and then I think is probably tied with Hollow Knight at this point as my favorite indie game of all time. Really. Uh Hades yeah, Hades was huge for me. And Hades I've always incredible. loved super giant games like I've played Bastion, Transistor. I didn't play Pyre, uh, but, like, Bastion I've always... was one of my first indie games, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, you know, Supergiant just has that, like, nice 2D style. Like, to their, their games just feel a certain way that no other developer, I think, can replicate. Like, they have a very distinct visual and gameplay style. And, like, all of that was honed to, like, a fine point in Hades. Like, Hades is the culmination of all the work they've been doing. I think it's the best game they've ever made. And I think it's probably the best roguelite ever, in my in my estimation. So, uh, Hades Hades definitely deserves a huge, huge shout-out. I think if not for one game, in particular, obviously, you know, I don't have to hide it. The Last of Us Part Two, Hades would have been my game of the year.
1: Uh, I I hate to be uh picky, but did you say roguelike with a k or I roguelite? said light with a okay, t. t? Okay, I'll give that to you. It's a very yeah. cuz it's so far on the light end of roguelites. I'm not I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But like yeah. it doesn't even really scratch the roguelike itch for me very much. Not not to say that it is a bad game. I can't stress enough that I love this game. Yeah. But it doesn't scratch the same itch as like Spelunky or Hades do.
0: Well, or not said, Hades,
1: Spelunky yeah. or Noita. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, just in terms of my personal preference, I think I prefer the roguelite genre over the roguelike because I like the idea of some continuity between your runs. Uh, but obviously, that's you know totally up to personal preference. Yeah. And then the last sort of slice of games I want to highlight. Uh, in 2020, I think, are the Sony exclusives, right? So we had two major PS4 exclusives to close out the PS4 console generation, which are, um, you know, Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two, And, you know, both of them are very, very, you know, popular, right? You know, picks for game of the year. One of them is highly controversial among, you know, a group of gamers, right? But in my estimation, the last most part... A group of gamers and myself who was not a
1: part of that group of gamers. Well, it's not controversial among myself, right? No, me. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't like it as Game of the Year. Yeah, oh, well, I
0: don't
2: like it as Game of the Year either.
0: Yeah. yeah, but you guys haven't played it. Okay. Okay, but not getting into that argument. Neither has that group that you're talking about. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good point. But, um, <laughs> yeah, my favorite game of the 20... 20- 20 was The Last of Us Part 2. I think it's a stunning hallmark uh, of a fusion of narrative and gameplay and exploration and storytelling and character development. And I love, love, love that game to death. Um, And as always, I'm just excited to see what Naughty Dog does next. But yeah, those are our picks for the game of the year. The Last of Us Part 2 noita and among us all three of which i think are very deserving of that title
1: and vastly different games just vastly just to complement the broad range of tastes on our podcast yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah so now that that's out of the way let's maybe not talk about 2020 anymore um just because you know 2020 kind of sucked overall but Yeah, yeah, weirdly good year for gaming. Yeah, we- weirdly good year. The one thing we didn't mention, obviously <laughs> the next generation of consoles started, right? We've got the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. It, st- it started for some people, not not most. Yeah. I mean that that's a whole controversy in and of itself, you know. Yeah. But officially, I guess it did start. And in my estimation, we got a a massive game in terms in, in, in the form of Demon Souls as a PlayStation exclusive. I loved that game. That would probably be that would probably be my number three game of the year, 2020, uh, behind Hades and The Last of Us. But I think it's now you know interesting where a couple weeks into January, uh, if we reflect back, you know, last year when we started the podcast up again for the first time in a while, we did an episode that was called uh, "Calm Before the Storm." The state of gaming in 2020. And little do we know, you know, like, we recorded that episode. We had our predictions out for gaming, like, what was coming, what we think, what we thought would happen in 2020. Like, and almost immediately after we put that episode out, the entire world, like, succumbed to a global pandemic. And it's just interesting, like, listening to that now. We obviously had no idea, and neither did anyone. But, like, we had no idea of, like, the horrors that awaited us later in the year so that's just you know that's just kind of like a funny thing to think about but now i kind of want to do the same thing for 2021 you know like knowing what we do now new consoles are out uh some big games slated for this year um state of the world aside you guys think 2021 will be a good year for gaming and if so what do you guys think will happen
1: it's so hard to say I remember saying last year that I thought that the Breath of the Wild sequel would come out in 2020.
0: It it's got to happen this year, right?
1: Yeah, I think I I have to repeat that and I I also have to follow that up by saying that I don't think a Breath of the Wild sequel can come out and me not say that it's a good year for gaming. So, right. I think that's, yeah. That's kind
0: of sealed the deal for me. Like But here's the thing though, like I remember last year I remember we had this argument Connor, like I was adamant like this is a 2021 game. I even knew back then. Yeah, and, and you, you were, were right. Ar- I yeah. was
1: I was optimistic. I I in my defense, I I 2020 started very positively for me. It really did. Yeah. And then yeah. uh immediately went south. So, I was in a very optimistic place when we recorded that episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 seems like it has to hit 2021, but one has to wonder, you know. Obviously, like COVID has affected the gaming industry. But we didn't really see, like, insane delays in 2020, I think, right? Like, we still had, like, lots of high-profile games come out in 2020. And that just makes me think, right? Like, maybe those games were, like, nearing the end of their development cycle, obviously, right? So maybe the pandemic didn't affect them too much. But, like, maybe we'll start seeing the effects of coronavirus on game development in 2021.
1: I I know a lot of games follow a two-year development cycle. Uh, I know a lot of bigger games don't, but uh, typically, like, uh, people like to follow the two-year development cycle, and I don't think those games will be impacted too hard, because I think if you started a game in 2020, then you knew. Like, you were able to actually plan for it from the beginning, and that probably... Right,
0: but, like, let's let's consider the games that were, like, halfway through production in... yeah, I
1: think that you know? um, Metroid Prime Four has to be in absolute development hell right now. Like, yeah, if it yeah. wasn't already,
2: didn't they just didn't it go back to retro and retro completely scrapped everything the previous studio worked on? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that game's not coming out anytime soon. Certainly yeah. not twenty twenty one. Um, Cyberpunk DLC probably won't come out this year. I will say Cyberpunk proper Maybe. probably should have come out this year and it not should've. last year. Yeah, uh, so. You
2: think Halo Infinite will come out this year?
0: Yes, uh, I, th- I think yes. Halo Infinite I, will I come out. I think so. Yeah. But like, one just has to wonder. You know, like, what if it doesn't? I yeah. think that will, will be,
2: finally be the year where we actually get like proper next generation games rather than just ports. Because right now, I can't we'll think off the top of my head
0: any true next gen games. Well, I mean, I would argue Demon's Souls is a next-gen game, but, like, obviously there's an argument to be made that it's based off a PS3 game. Yeah, it's based off a PS3 game. It's not the true, like, design of the title.
1: God, yeah, there's a Ratchet & Clank game coming out this year, isn't there? That'll be amazing.
0: I think that's going to hit 2021. Like, I don't see that getting delayed. Yeah, I think... think Insomniac's good for it. 2021's going to be a good year for
1: games. I just don't think... It's not going to be, like, another 2017 or anything, but I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, like, 2017 was special. I think 20, I think 2018 was also quite special. And also 2020 was was pretty special. So yeah. I feel like the last few years, just in general, have been very, very It's good. hard to
1: say, because a lot of the games that came out this year were special to me. Yeah, the game was good, but in large part, like, being able to share it with so many people. Ironically, not being able to be around those people, but, like, the, the community side of gaming was very special in 2020 and i hope i think if if the momentum from that carries into 2021 then it'll be another it's hard to say another good year but a good year for gaming
0: like yeah and and you know it's also worth considering just think of all the developers or maybe like developers just starting out for the first time that were influenced by 2020 you know like this sort of rise in social gaming you know that might pave the way for some new experiences maybe not in 2021 but maybe that'll bear fruit in the in the years to come i like to think maybe half-life alex
1: uh will have kicked the door down for triple a vr experiences maybe maybe uh psv ps5 you know, vr will come out 2021 that's, that's maybe. a
0: very interesting so vr is a whole thing to consider right like i feel like half like if 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 half-life alex you know like you said was to kick down the door it probably should have done it last year right i don't I think so see, i mean I, in my opinion, I still feel like VR as a whole is just on the brink of becoming mainstream. It's not quite there yet. I think there's just there needs to be that one killer app for it that everyone just has to play, and you know, coupled with the fact that you know, uh, a good headset at a, an affordable price. Yeah, I was going like to say Half Life Alex
1: is that killer app, but the the headsets still just aren't. There's there's such a problem in VR that they need to fix, which is that like. People think that Half-Life Alyx is an $1,800 game because you have to buy the $1,000 PC. Yeah. You have to buy the $800 PC and the $1,000 headset. And that's not really true. Like, you have to have the expensive PC, yeah. But the heads. you know, my headset was $200. And I had an extremely positive experience with
0: Half-Life Alyx.
1: That's still not cheap. Like, I'm not acting like that's in everyone's reach. But
0: Can I make an absurd prediction? That I just feel in my gut will probably come true, but has no basis in reality. Is, I think VR will go mainstream the year Activin- Activision releases a Call of Duty VR game, like a yeah. fully fledged Call of Duty VR game. That's I think if true. and when that happens, VR is going to explode. I'll hate that. That'll probably just come to the Quest 2,
1: honestly. Yeah, the Quest Two is an. A, the Quest Two is such a good headset.
0: For- See, like. I feel like level, on the paper, way. I feel like on paper that idea like has to happen, right? But like, I, I feel like Activision is very risk averse, right? Like Call of Duty is like basically the same game every year, right? So like, I don't see them devoting the resources making VR Call of Duty really good. But if they make it and it's really good, like that'll get people into VR like that. Oh yeah. But yeah, like in terms of VR in 2021 proper i i feel like it's just more stagnation and i i I don't want to say like it's in a bad state it's not in a bad state vr is doing quite well i think yeah but but i don't see
1: anything like as somebody who's plugged in i don't see what's on the horizon yeah
0: like i even uh for you know sony's playstation vr 2 solution or whatever they're gonna end up calling it i don't see that coming out in 2021 like the earliest i could see that coming out is 2022 so i think it might be a this sort of just meh year for vr but i would love to be wrong about that
1: yeah i i think that's likely but i don't i choose not to believe it because i want to play vr more
0: (laughs) right plus like
1: the pc hardware that can run it like the recommended specs for vr have not gone up really like they're still you know uh, if you want to push your index to the highest possible resolution and everything, yeah, you're going to need a B for PC. But those minimum specs have not gone up since, like, the 970. And that's an achievable card for people to have now, you know? yeah, that's So uh, the barrier to entry keeps getting lower, even if the headset price hasn't
0: really gone down. Yeah, I feel like the minimum will only start, like rising once vr is like mainstream right like once everyone's in it and i can't really do that for the minimum
1: to rise vr games look like the that's the minimum spec for half-life alex and that game looks amazing
0: like yeah the thing a lot of people that people who don't play vr don't realize that like even vr in minimum spec that level of immer- immersion is so strong that, like, it really almost doesn't even matter. Obviously, like, having a better headset, you know, immersion will be even stronger. Like, graphical fidelity will be even better. But, like, the immersion aspect in any form of VR, I would argue, is so strong. It it makes its case for itself. Yeah, I mean, you can be looking at GameCube-level graphics
1: as long yeah. as it's in a decent resolution in VR. And you would be totally in it.
0: Yeah, like, you're totally, you're plugged in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so like, it, and it's tough too, because VR is just one of those things that like, seeing is believing for VR. You know, like you have to actually put that headset on someone to be like, for them to be like, okay, now I get it. You know, like yeah. you can't just show them gameplay. Yeah. And if you do just things, show them
1: gameplay, they might get sick.
0: Yeah.
2: What's that, Mike? VR is one of those things that could change the way a game plays. Like, phasmophobia VR is radically different than regular phasmophobia yeah. it's way
0: pukier <laughs> just saw it t- some people some people yeah. no, but actually like play it for long sessions you see the, the, like stuff like that comments like that the, the the potential for vr is insane like the gameplay potential the immersion potential i just feel like we need something to tip us over the edge uh, to make oh, yeah, it fly,
1: like, flying through yeah. charleston in flight simulator the first time was incredible flying was through flight simulator
0: v- a 2020 game yeah wow okay yeah
1: i I just don't really even consider it a game that much but um i guess it is but uh what i was gonna say is that flying through charleston in flight simulator the first time was incredible flying through it in vr the first time i couldn't keep my mouth like yeah i I couldn't shut my mouth i had to pick it up off the floor like i was sitting there laughing to myself about how crazy it was
0: yeah like I don't know. Once we get that experience into everyone's hands, like VR will be a thing. But until then, it's still like a highly popular, semi-niche, sort of offshoot of gaming, I think.
1: Do you think we're going to get the Switch
0: Pro in 2021? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yes, I do think the Switch Pro is coming, or whatever they're going to call it. I think uh, some more sort of credible leaks have come out saying that like it'll target 4k docked and it'll have like an oled screen like and all that's very exciting also like i'm kind of skeptical about that because i just hearing the words oled and nintendo product together like i just don't see nintendo like shelling out the money for an oled screen but like i would love to be wrong
1: my hot take for the switch pro is that i think it will exist and i think nobody should buy it because it's going to be using the same joy cons and no one should be supporting that Oh, you've got to think they fixed the... Drip. I absolutely have no doubt in my <laughs> mind that they have not fixed it. That would be absolutely wild if, I if it comes out and it's just the same. The same Joy-Cons that will last you less than a year. Yeah, I guarantee it.
0: But, like, man, you know, like, I never... I guess it's an inevitability, right? Like, eventually even companies like Nintendo will be targeting 4K just because, like, you know components become cheaper and it's easier to build more powerful machines but i just never thought really we'd get here already like the the switch is going to be a 4k machine and that's just kind of a weird thing yeah, i hate like, that
1: because switch skipped being able to even hold a stable 30 frames per second in 1080p so yeah like, i
0: mean but that's a, that the thing i'm getting at is that that's not nintendo's strength you know sony and microsoft sure you know like they they're kind of like mini pcs at this point it's more accessible PCs. People who don't want to build their own PCs pick up a Sony and Microsoft machine for third parties and then you know choose between Sony and Microsoft for their first parties. But Nintendo is like living in their own world and they're very, very successful at it. And I don't know why they want to chase after 4K resolution. But I, I yeah, guess... Yeah, I mean, my, my problem with it the- is if you take something that plays...
1: Breath of the Wild, you know, in its bad parts, if I'm playing Breath of the Wild in... 20 frames per second at 720p and you raise that to 20 frames per second in 4k you have not improved this experience for me at all like that still sucks
0: yeah i mean you've got to think that developers will use the horsepower for different reasons right like like obviously like it's being advertised as 4k but they could use it for frame rate yeah i hope they do yeah like i I personally
1: my my favorite thing is the uh variable uh resolution when you're playing a game i would so much rather resolution drop than frame rate when stuff gets dicey
0: yeah and i wonder like how like the issue of like back compat will work right like obviously i think this is still going to be a switch so all your switch games will work but will your switch games be enhanced like i don't know if nintendo will Based go on through the trouble nintendo of doing products,
1: that i super doubt it
0: yeah right? i really yeah i i highly doubt it but that would be a huge surprise if they were But I I imagine, like, all Switch, like, if and when this thing comes out, then at that point, all Switch uh, products going forward will have, like, two SKUs, right? Like, one for Switch Pro and one for Switch. Maybe, Maybe. but people thought that for the new 3DS, too, which
1: was a significant hardware upgrade, and I think there's, like, maybe 20 games that actually benefit from it, outside
0: of load time. Yeah, I don't know. it's, it's, It's Nintendo, but this is also Nintendo after they've merged their handheld and console businesses together. So I feel like they don't really have room to blunder. You know, know,
2: actually this is the year that Nintendo, 2020 was the year that Nintendo really eroded a lot of good graces that they had. I don't see that slowing down in
1: 2021. I, yeah, that's another take. We're not going to see a Nintendo direct in 2021. I don't think we will. Why not?
0: That's, we haven't seen one
1: in 20. We haven't seen one in like eight months or something. Not a, not a real one. We've seen Indie Directs and Pokemon Directs, but those but, are not... Okay, Nintendo okay.
0: Directs. But do you got to think maybe they're not giving Directs because they want to have a huge blowout when they unveil the Switch Pro. Nah, I don't think they're going to do it.
1: I think that... <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, they didn't do a Nintendo Direct for freaking Paper Mario. Like, they just don't do it anymore. I think it's done. They re- they reveal games on Twitter. That works for them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, I sort of like that format. Like, I don't want to just... I, I like the theater of all of it, but I guess it's more effective to just tweet something out if it gets you the same results. Yeah,
1: I, I prefer a direct. But yeah, yeah, I as as somebody who runs an indie company, if I could do do less work and get the same effect, I would have a hard time right. justifying
0: everything. So, yeah, just, just staying on Nintendo for a second. We still have, I think, two or three Smash Fighters left. Right? Is it two or three?
1: three?
0: Yeah. Three? Three. Yeah. So,
1: that's... After Sephiroth, I mean, we've said this after every single character, but all bets are off. It could be anybody.
0: It's probably gonna be... It's it's so funny. We we say that every time, but we still manage to get surprised, you know? Like, we say that every time, but Sakurai still finds a way to surprise us. There will be another Fire Emblem character, and I will be mad. I I don't think... Like, there's no Fire Emblem game coming out that we know of, you know? So yeah well <laughs> now a Pokemon I could
1: see a Pokemon wouldn't bother me that much especially after how good Incineroar is but
0: uh. oh yeah speaking of Pokemon just just today we've I mean this isn't really surprising but like Diamond Pearl remakes are probably going to get imminently announced in like a month or so
1: oh okay I thought you were about to say they were announced because I saw that um Pokemon or new Pokemon Snap I think they're calling it Nintendo yeah. should have to name things but uh, that's kind of interesting. I, I feel bad because I was saying how badly I wanted a Pokemon Snap game on the Wii U because of how perfect it fit the hardware. And now that they're doing it on the Switch, I don't know that I care. I don't know that I'm going to get it.
0: Yeah, I was never I never actually tried Pokemon Snap, so I'm I don't really get the hype, but I know it's a big deal. I
1: have a broken Pokemon Snap cartridge, but I really think that game is largely big because of nostalgia. Like it's not that fun. Yeah. I like it, but it's not like I don't know.
0: That's... But yeah, like I think potentially Nintendo is going to have a huge huge year. New Switch, new Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that's just, you know, what we know. There's obviously going to be stuff we don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, Nintendo loves shadow dropping stuff now. Yeah, like just well, thinking through their franchises, what could be next, right? We've got the we've, we've got the Mario 3D World remake thing coming out as well, which i guess is cool i don't know
1: yeah but i'm excited in terms of new to games
0: see. i don't know if you guys
1: saw but the the bowser's fury stuff looked more like an odyssey kingdom than
0: a 3d world level so it, is that i'm still kind of confused as to what that is is that like part of is that just like an add-on to the game or yeah. whatever okay cuz they yeah. always like pr- phrase it like plus Bowser's Fury and I was
1: like what does that mean? That's, that's like the crazy. addition, yeah. Like yeah. that's like plus Luigi U, you know.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've never actually played Mario World or Super Mario 3D World, so I'm pretty excited to try it just cuz it's like another 3D Mario and I'm Yeah, well, it's barely a 3D Mario. You know, it's it's like it's yeah, I mean it's like a it's not a 3D Mario in the sense it's another Odyssey or or Galaxy or sunshine or 64 well it is
1: kind of like another galaxy like
0: okay this yeah, galaxy's that's, fairly
1: linear yeah i'm i'm all about that that's, that's yeah great. no it, it's a good game i just don't want you to have the wrong expectations it's very fun it's fun in multiplayer i can't decide whether i'm gonna buy it again or not because i did play through all of it on wii u but i kind of want bowser's fury i have seen some oh. people saying uh they think that Bowser's Fury is only getting added to this instead of being Odyssey DLC because they want to charge you sixty dollars
0: for it. I'm about to drop another crazy prediction. This okay. time, for the Switch Mario Kart Nine gets announced this year. Think about I it. it it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a while, and I. What do they new, do though? New Switch like, console, new Mario Kart. I think that's gonna happen.
1: I, I hope so. I would love a new Mario Kart because Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is extremely good. But also, I have serious fatigue playing those same tracks.
0: Yeah, all the I've, time. I've played, I've played that game to death. You know, it's, it's weird to say it, but
1: forty-eight tracks is not enough. <laughs> like, I, yeah, me yeah, and my friends, me and my friend Tyler, it, we sit down every once in a while, and we just set it to like forty-eight races, and we, you know, have a drink and play through every single track. That's wild. I'm, <laughs> so I'm you played all thing. in one sitting. Yeah, a lot of the time, yeah. And then I'm left wanting more at the end. Me and my roommate, Josh, used to do that, too. Fairly regularly. He creamed me, though.
0: Yeah, I could... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's about time for more Mario Kart. Because, like... Obviously, it's being worked on, right? Like Mario Kart is their biggest franchise, I believe. Well, It sells now, more year after. Mario Kart 8 is still selling, though. Yes, that's it is. That's, it, I was going to say, I don't think I can call it their b- biggest franchise after Animal Crossing last year. I think Animal Crossing might have outsold it. I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure Mario Kart 8 sold more this year than it did the year it came out. Yeah, Mario. So Mario Kart's another one of those games that like everyone plays. People who don't play video games play Mario Kart. Like it's extremely evergreen. Yeah. yeah, and for good reason. It's it's just so much fun. Like yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. I'm getting map fatigue from playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but like I would still absolutely play that anytime with my friends. Like that, so much fun. Yeah, I, that that has
1: been our fallback. Like if we can't decide on an Xbox slash PC game on Game Pass to play, we're like, yeah. well. Always Mario Kart,
0: and uh, always Mario Kart. Just segueing from that Xbox, like potentially huge year with Halo Infinite. You know, like like a Two comes out this year. That's going to
1: be huge for me personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't have i I don't have too much to comment on that, but I know I know you're really hyped for it, Connor. You should play the original. You would really like it. It is a 3D it's, a, it's platformer. a 3D
0: platformer. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm, I'm into those with collectathon. But, uh, but just. Aspect. Just just speaking to Halo Infinite for a minute. yeah, you know, I know it like had a rough reveal last year. But like the more I hear about this game, the more I'm getting cautiously optimistic, right? Like they anou- recently announced they're gonna have like big team battles coming back. and that just brings you back to like Halo three big team battle. And I hope, you know, like it doesn't look like they're gonna have a Battle royale mode, which is good, I think. I don't think Halo needs a Battle royale. Like I would much rather have like a giant map. Like, full of, like, vehicles, big team battle style. Um, So, I'm, I'm getting kind of excited for Halo. Like, I hope they can pull it off. And if they need to delay it again, so be it. But, like... I just, I don't know if I trust 343, you know? I, uh... Yeah, I mean, they... They, they certainly haven't lived up to Bungie's Halo games yet, but... I, 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 I'm also sitting here looking,
1: and I can play Halo 1 through 4 on my PC now. And, and reach and ODST. I yeah. can't play Halo Five yet, and I don't know if I'm gonna buy <laughs> Halo Infinite if I can't play Halo <laughs>
0: Five. <laughs> I'm gonna be very confused. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like their resources, obviously, right now, are focused on Infinite, but I don't know. I mean, the Master Chief Collection is still getting constant updates. Well, you know, Master Chief Collection is getting constant up- get updates because it's Xbox's biggest game. You know, so yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, I. I obviously that is is the one known quantity right but we've also got like you know xbox acquired bethesda for christ's sake you know like oh yeah, yeah and they're happens. talking about an indiana jones game yeah and, that could uh, be huge and when that's an xbox exclusive that's gonna sting oh yeah yeah for sure i mean that would be the the uncharted killer if i ever saw one you know like that would it'd be like Actual Uncharted, you know, Uncharted is just Indiana Jones. Now they have the yeah, a real thing. but Uncharted Nathan Drake is way cooler than Indiana Jones ever was. I mean, I agree with you, but I feel like a lot of people don't.
1: I feel like a lot of older people don't, but I feel like a lot of younger people know more about Nathan Drake than Indiana yeah. Jones. And you know, who
0: buys games? Well, and obviously we've got the coalition, which is Microsoft's like biggest, like baddest studio making Perfect Dark, and that's supposedly going to be like a huge deal. So, so, Microsoft, obviously, many studios gestating a lot of AAA games, it's just uh, it's just not I, I just don't know whether any of them will actually come out this year, besides probably Halo. Yeah, and Microsoft just never stops impressing me with their indie program as well. right, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ori Two came out last year, and that was just breathtaking. Like I haven't even played it, and I'm calling it breathtaking just from what I've seen. You know, like I would love to play it soon, but you know, as always, there's so much to play. But yeah, like I, yeah, Microsoft's a very—it's something I definitely want to keep my eye on, right? Because they've got all these studios now; they're making all these games. Hellblade Two, you know, like maybe that's a 2021 game. Obviously, some of these games are going to be 2021 games. It's just we we don't know which. If if. 2021 doesn't end up being an
1: awesome year for games. 2022 is gonna be insane. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because... Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And just uh throwing this out there, where's Elden Ring?
1: Oh god, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let
0: you hype me up on Elden Ring. That'll come I mean, when it comes. Poten- Elden Ring, in my opinion, has the potential to be in the whatever years it comes out, easily the best game that year. Like, and I'm saying that full well knowing that Breath of the Wild 2 might come out this year. Like I could f- foresee a reality where Elden Ring is, is a better game to me than Breath of the Wild 2. That's how hyped I am for that game. So
1: Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. If it's as that, good as Dark Souls One then it would be tough. But
0: Yeah. That God, I'm I'm just I'm getting chills just talking about Elden Ring. I can't I'm so hyped for that game. But you know, that's always a very dangerous game to play. Like people felt that way about Cyberpunk and look at what happened. Yeah. And, you know, like, CD Projekt... I mean, I don't know. Witcher 3 was kind of buggy at launch, right? Yeah, Witcher 3 was a disaster. It was really okay. buggy at launch. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is, like, Miyazaki, you know, like, obviously all games have bugs at launch, but, like, his games have been pretty solid from front Soft over the years, so... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's good reason to be hyped is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'll um, give you that. Yeah, and I think the last major topic in terms of like 2021 predictions I, I, sony right like sony just had a very uh wildly successful ps5 launch you know like obviously there's like that stock sh- shortage issue but like we've got the new god of war potentially coming out this year i don't believe that for a second i totally think that's a 22, 22 game but they advertised it as a 2021 game uh and that again, for me, is a massive, massive game. You know, that to me, the new a new God of War is has has the potential to go toe to toe with you know Breath of the Wild two or Elden Ring. But you I know, still but,
1: really need to play the first one.
0: Yeah, it, it's a great game. And obviously, things that we know that are more sure uh, fire things. Right, we've got Ratchet and Clank from Insomniac. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. I think I I feel like that's like eighty percent chance being this year, like so. I feel like their big, big games for sure this year are going to be Ration and Clank Horizon, and then who knows after that, right? But you know, Sony's obviously got like a very illustrious first-party studio, uh, uh a, a group of first-party studios, and uh, they've all got to be working on something. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to see anything from Naughty Dog or Sucker Punch. We just got Ghost of Tsushima in Last of Us Part 2, but, you know, Gorilla with Horizon 2 is probably going to be a thing. Insomniac with Ratchet and Clank. And then, you know, obviously Spider Man 2's got to be cooking as well.
1: And obviously, we're going to see The Last of Us 2 remastered.
0: I, yeah. Extremely I soon. I, def- I definitely could see that. Well, well, more so because of the fact that um, factions, right, like The Last of Us. The Last of Us multiplayer uh, that was cut from La- The Last of Us Part 2 just because they, you know, they wanted to get the game out and focus on single player. I could see a reality where Last of Us 2 Remastered plus Factions is a PS5 game. Yeah. And I never played really The Last of Us multiplayer, but I know that was hugely popular. Um. So, yeah, it was kind of I fun. imagine a lot of people will be excited about that. Um. Yeah, so aside from that, like, barring any surprises, which obviously will happen, like, I don't know what else Sony's going to put out this year. But, you know, all in all, like, it's looking like a pretty exciting year for video games once again in 2021. You guys have any any other thoughts? Mm. No, I mean, it's really hard to predict where things are going.
2: Yeah, it's super hard to predict where games are going.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, especially after we made predictions last year, what happened? You know, I almost hesitate to even do this. <laughs> but yeah. uh, um, No, you
1: don't. You were excited.
0: No, I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> but, um yeah, so a couple more Sony games I just wanted to shout out. Returnal, which is an awful name, but uh, it's a game made by Housewark, who did, like, Resogun. They're, they're known for the twin-stick shooters, and this is the first game that's sort of outside of that wheelhouse for them. So I've always really liked Housemarque games, so I'm excited to check that one out. And another one that was shown last year, Canna Bridge of Spirits. Do you guys remember seeing that game? Yeah, it, a little bit. Yeah, it, it It looked really neat. It was kind of like Pikmin, but it had like this gorgeous art style. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would yeah, be interesting so to see I've got, that one. I've,
0: I've got my eye on that, too. So, yeah, that all that's like Sony in a nutshell, but like, there's some... Big third-party releases I'm looking forward to as well, like Resident Evil Village. Oh, yeah. I've really gotten into Resident Evil, like, over the last couple years. So, like, that's... that's the remakes? Yeah, the remakes plus, you know, like, 7 and, like... I, I'm just all about th- those games now. Like, I don't know. Like, I really sort of um, started my journey with the horror genre in gaming, like, very recently. So, uh, this is all, like, fresh, exciting stuff to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think 2021 will be a good year for video games. I don't know if it'll be as good as 2020, but I'm optimistic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Uh, yeah. You guys ready to dive into games we've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I think I've actually talked about it on the show, but it's been like three years or something. Uh, I've been playing Stardew Valley. Uh, 1.5 came out pretty recently. Big update on PC.
0: It's wild to me that that game's still
1: getting updated. Yeah, I mean, Concerned Ape, just kind of Eric Barone. You know, he's richer than God now. So, like, he he can just keep adding what he wants to add. Um it's good. I love it. I finally finished the community center, which was something I never thought I would do because I found it extremely overwhelming and just kind of ignored it for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know uh, what uh, from what I've seen is new, but it's just a super chill game. You know, it's a. Uh, I have to. I've. I definitely said this before. I think when the Animal Crossing, uh, when we talked about Animal Crossing coming out, I have to fight yeah. like my urge to uh what's the word min max i have to fight the urge to min max in games like stardew valley because that Uh i mean if you it doesn't always take the fun out of it some people like that is the fun for them but i like fall into that and then like if i can't get it fully optimized suddenly i'm not having fun anymore and that's lame so typically you know i just fire it up before bed or something Talk to my virtual wife who says the same thing every day. <laughs> Pat my virtual kid on the head. Go pick my virtual crops and go fishing or go mining or whatever. Just kind of hang out in town. Uh, they've definitely added a lot of end game stuff that's interesting. Uh, there's like a boat you can build now and I guess you go to an island. And I think there's a ton of content waiting for me on that stupid island. But I can't get there because... It's winter, which means I can't get any batteries, because to get batteries, you need lightning, and there's not very much of that in the winter.
0: Yeah, Stardew Valley, like, I've I've started it and played it, you know, for a few hours a couple times, and I really enjoy what I played. It's just, for some reason, I always ended up getting distracted, but, like, I have it in my mind, eventually, I'll just go hard at Stardew Valley, because... It really is the ultimate, like, chill game. Like, even more so than Animal Crossing, I think. There's something about Stardew Valley that's really just... just I calming. mean, Stardew Valley has the
1: advantage of having, like, set characters that all have their own little story. And right, sort of yeah. Stuff. And, like, this fixed town that is super charming. And also, like, Animal Crossing forces you to play at their pace, whereas Stardew Valley, you can play at any pace you want. Right, yeah. So... And you can really play it any way you want. Like, you know, if your first year, you know, really you're not interested in farming that much, just focus on the mines. You can do that. You might not make a ton of money, but because farming is really the easiest way to get money. But, you know, it takes a while to get your farm automated and stuff. Maybe you don't want to wait. Maybe you just want to hit the mines, and you're allowed to do that. Or maybe you just want to fish. That's what I did for the vast majority of my first year. I liked fishing, so I did that a bunch.
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what keeps getting added to it, you know, because like every now and then I hear that this game has been updated again. I'm just like, wow, it's still it's still getting stuff added. I hate wild. that I didn't get it on switch because that seems like the perfect. Oh, place yeah, to it's play absolutely. It. Yeah, that's where I have it. And it's yes, yeah. that's, that's where you got to play it. Yeah,
1: I, I can play it on my phone now because I have a, a controller and a clip and uh, can steam remote play it to keep my save and everything. Oh that's cool. A little convoluted, but like, you know, if I want to lay in bed and play some Stardew Valley, it is now an option for me. Nice. That's, you know, not a lot to say. Everybody's heard of Stardew Valley. Good game.
0: Wonder if yeah. uh do you think he'll ever make a sequel or a different game or is he just going to keep updating it?
2: Uh,
0: I
1: don't know. I mean, we look at its main inspiration, which is Harvest Moon, and that game has a billion sequels. Right, yeah. But I just don't... I feel like... I don't know that he would do that. I don't know. I feel Mm -hmm. like if he was going to do a sequel, it would be very tonally different. Like, it it wouldn't be a farming game. It would have a lot of, like, the same world-building style stuff as Stardew Valley, but you wouldn't be a farmer. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know that he would do that at all. I, I really don't know. I don't know much about Concerned Apes games he made before this i don't know a ton about him
0: okay so yeah yeah i don't i don't know either i did remember i do remember watching like a documentary once on just him and how he made this game by himself and you know like how like one day he was just like a millionaire and it was just like shell shocking you know yeah interesting story
1: yeah, and then there's the fact that he worked with Chucklefish for a while and stuff. That's kind of,
0: yeah. That's a that's a bag of worms. But yeah, I can I can go next if you're done, Connor. Oh yeah. All right. So it is my great shame to report to report that I have been playing Maple Story. I've like been feeling it too, man. I <laughs> so okay. Everyone has those one or two or maybe three games that you will always go back to over the years, like. Old Faithful, right? Yep. Mabel's Story is one of those games for me. Like, I fully, objectively realize, and with confidence can say it, that it's absolute trash. And will never be anything better than absolute trash. But I still love it all the same. You know you don't even play it in what I
1: consider the most fun way to play it. Like, you don't do the quests and read the shitty writing oh, and like, absolutely get immersed not. in the world,
0: which is what I like to do. I yeah, like so vibing I, music and exploring. I literally just... I, I i don't know like for me maple story is just a way to like de-stress my brain like i completely turn my brain off and just kill things and level up and enjoy that for whatever reason see i really like
1: i don't know i like the world i think
0: the maple story world is just extremely it is charming. very charming yes i I, I like the maple doing story like, world is very charming but like i think it was charming in the best possible way like 10 15 years ago now it's charming See, yes but it's still it, it, it's like annoying now i think
1: yeah i i definitely like the older content a lot but every once in a while they'll add like a neat world that i like and stuff like i don't love a lot of the new story content and stuff but you know some of the event worlds that they've left up i've gotten to go and play around in and stuff and i yeah. have a good time i think it's neat yeah i, like I mean the, like I, it's just the art is so cute it is I really good
0: it. yeah the art the art is definitely the strongest and most attractive part about that game, I think. Like if the game if that game didn't look like that, it wouldn't even be like half as popular, I don't think. But but yeah, like yeah, I, I don't know. Something about Maple Story, it just I guess it just fills my base desire to to get like more powerful, you know, like I just enjoy gotta seeing the play number. Noita. Yeah, I just see the, enjoy seeing the numbers go up as I level up and like get more powerful equipment. That's like my main source of joy from that game. God, you have to play Noita.
1: I I get such a high from when I can do. If you can do over a million damage in a single uh, frame, uh, a message pops up in Noita saying the gods are afraid. Like that's awesome. Yeah, and like oh, and it feels so earned. You have to you have to give it a shot. I, I will. I will. But yeah, but, I agree. I like actually the bigger numbers. It's funny I say that because I actually like RPGs with small numbers. I've realized that recently. I think that's one of the reasons I like Dragon Quest so has the much. biggest numbers I've seen in the game. It's just I stupid. Love, I like I look at a Final Fantasy game and I see that like you're barely into the game and you're already doing like 150 damage. And I'm like, man, why?
0: Like, why is that not 15. Like so, I'm like doing like I'm seeing numbers like twenty million pop up. Oh yeah, you can't read them
1: anymore. I guarantee you can't read them anymore because I'm like level fifty or something in Maple Story, and I can't read them anymore.
0: Like it's it's pretty absurd. It's yeah. absurd in that anime way, in the best way, I think. Yeah. But I. Yeah. They, go ahead. Did
1: they take out the uh, the pirates that can like go super sand? Did that get removed? No.
0: Okay. I good. don't think. Yeah. Like <laughs> Maple Story, take out. Does not compute. Like they just keep adding stuff.
1: Nah, they took out all my favorite stuff. They uh, the whole uh, Big Bang ruined the world. In terms
0: of the world, I meant like character content, I guess classes and stuff. They
1: took away. Nah, they definitely took out some stuff for pirates. They made pirates less cool to me.
0: Really? I don't remember that.
1: but um, yeah, yeah. There's just
0: an absurd number of classes in the game now. There's so many. But the main reason memories in that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm still having a good time with it but like the like over the holidays like christmas new year's that time frame i really sort of really got into it and the main reason i do is because they have these events a few times a year called a burning event and what it is is essentially you can create a burning character which means that character will level up three times for every level so it's just a really awesome way of speed running i guess the character progression and just getting to the point where you can like do bossing activities and stuff like that yeah and and the reason the main reason i want to talk about this game today is because i hit a very very important milestone in that game a milestone i never ever thought i would hit when i first started playing that game in like middle school uh i hit level 200 with a character which is just absurd what what character was it an explorer no. So it's 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 one of the newer classes. It's called the Blaster. And the reason I enjoy the Blaster so much is that it's not completely mindless, like, control-wise. Like, there's actual some technical skill required to play that class really well. And and I just really enjoy, you know, doing that. Right. Yeah, like, I was gonna there, say, having se- to think
1: would be a game-changer in MapleStory. Yeah, Story. no,
0: there's several classes in MapleStory where you just spam, like, one button over and over again. But that's not the case for the Blaster. Like, like, the, my main attacking, like, pattern or whatever for the blaster, I have to hit, like, three keys in a certain order, like, several times per second. You know, it's, like, very fast-paced. Like, it actually, like, if your fingers aren't suited for it, it will, like, make your hand hurt. Wow. So, but, like, for some reason, that class really clicked with me. So, I got it all the way to level 200. And, you know, like, back in the day, level 200 was, like, this unachievable, like, mountain like this summit that like only a few people got to but like obviously over the years they made leveling very easy yeah so, it's it's almost expected now yeah so level 200 isn't as big of a deal as it was back in the day but it still was a huge accomplishment to me just as a kid who started maple story back in the day who would spend weeks getting from like level 53 to 54 you know like
1: yeah being oh the my god i used was. to be so slow
0: yeah Ugh. but I, what i will report is though it seems like that slowness is just has been shifted to like 200 plus. Oh, because, really? Yes. I like I was shocked because like I was killing things as a level 200, and I saw my percentage go up by like 0.01, 0.02. I was like, "This is the maple story I remember," <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, like, but what what really sort of shocked me that I really didn't see coming was how things change at level 200, right? So, like, they have a fifth job now. Like, fifth job is level 200 plus. And the game opens up in a way that it really didn't for the previous 200 levels, which is, you know, an absurd thing to say, but it's, it's very true. Like, the entire, like, power system becomes different at level 200. You get, like, these weird nodes, and, like, how you, like, equip and, like, level up skills in these nodes, like, affects how you do different attacks and stuff like that an entire new world opens up so like in a, a world in addition to the maple world as a whole it's called like the arcane river and it has its own like sort of power system in addition to the just the base like you know power level you build up as you level up so the mechanics greatly expanded at level 200 it's not really something i was anticipating but like after googling around a bit like a lot of you know MapleStory veterans say that the game really, truly only opens up and starts at level 200, which is just... That's insane. Mind-blowing yeah. to me. <laughs> you know, like... Because you know, you've experienced, Connor, the the disgusting horror of just leveling up through that game, like, back yeah. in the old day. Like, before, you know, they made leveling easy, I could only imagine what it must have took to level to 200. But now I, 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 I can see that that sort of grind has been shifted to uh from 200 to, to 275 which i think is the new max
1: i mean a lot of people still know the the name of the guy who was the first to get to 200 blade. yeah that yeah. was Fangblade. blade yeah he's a legend you know yeah. god yeah. i can't believe you knew that i don't i don't know <laughs>
0: i knew that off the you know top of my head top know, of like, the dome yeah yeah so no like i i'm 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 pretty excited like i'm I previously, you know, like throughout the years, I say always go back to MapleStory for like a few days, then I uninstall it and don't touch it again. This time is different, you know, like I, I've been playing it on and off for like the better part of a month now, and I don't feel like stopping. So I don't know what changed. I don't think it was MapleStory. No, so it, it must definitely have been wasn't me. MapleStory. Yeah. But like for some reason, this is really speaking to me now. And, uh, uh, you know, for the first time since like I was in high school. And I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. Like, I'm level 200 now, and, like, I'm exploring these new systems. And I, I want to see how far I can get before, like, being disgusted at the tr- slow leveling and uninstalling it again. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Maple Story, mostly. And
2: have you been doing it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Mike, you want to round us off?
2: All right. So, uh, I bought a game a little while ago during the Steam sale as a joke called Senran Kagura Estable Versus. And if you don't know what that is, sounds anime? It's very anime. Uh way too anime for me. <laughs> um it's it, it's imagine if you were playing Dynasty Warriors, right? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's anime girls. Oh. And oh no. As they take damage. Oh no. Their oh no. Clothing explodes. Oh my. <laughs> oh, it's, is this I, game Twitch safe? It is Twitch safe, actually. I've streamed the entire bit, entirety of the main story. <laughs> so, honestly, I went into it expecting, oh, this is just going to be a really bad game that's there for, like, like, the horny gamer boys. But what I came out with was an actual good game. Oh, that's good. Like, it wasn't a bad game. It was kind of fun.
0: So it's a, it's a Dynasty Wars warrior style game. It's
2: Dynasty Warriors mixed with like a fighting game almost.
0: Hmm. Okay, a
2: lot of fun.
0: Is it is it like based off an anime or is it just like its own thing? It's its own series. Okay, it's
2: based off of like another couple games. Weird. It's it's a it's a fun game. I had a lot of fun playing through it. Although it got frustrating to the towards the end because the AI is kind of kind of trash. Yeah, yeah, that's classic Dynasty Warriors. And but Di-
0: Dynasty Warrior style games to me, it's all about like the power trip, right? Like, yeah. like the the feeling of mowing down like thousands of enemies at once with your attacks. That's that's the main point of Dynasty Warriors. But because when you corner the
2: AI, the A- the boss AI likes to use their supers on repeat if you corner them, which is honestly annoying because they're super easy to dodge and you have to wait till the animation goes away. (laughs) It's not a fun time. Just waiting Mm -hmm. for it. But, altogether, I had a lot of fun playing the game.
0: That's good. Hopefully, uh... Yeah, hopefully Twitch doesn't ban you for...
2: No, it's completely allowed on their stream game list. It's not AO... And it's not outright banned. There's no nudity in it. It's it's like that cowards, that, that cowards nudity. <laughs> oh, God. Like, if oh, you do man, end it's... up ripping off all their clothes, they'll get shiny nipples, and it'll be fine.
0: God, Japan can be so trashy sometimes. <laughs> Japan is just yep. nuts. You know, it really pain. Like, this is a totally separate discussion, but, like... I hate telling people I really like anime because they immediately associate it with that kind of stuff. And it's <laughs> not, like it's a it's a very broad anime is a very broad thing. You
2: know, like it was such a nice it was a nice romp through like the horny side of anime. Not going to lie. I eventually just got engrossed. I actually didn't get engrossed in the world. I'd lie. There was there. The got world engrossed there. in Something didn't you, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. I also pulled my highest Twitch viewer accounts in a long time playing well, that game, cool. which kind of weird. Well, now play you know. The, now you know what the people want. So the people want me to play more anime titty. That's what they want. <laughs> I can't wait till the summer arc where I play the other Senran Kagura game. Mm-hmm. No, the reason I bought it is that a group of friends, we all bought it at once. We're like, let's just play the multiplayer. Have a good battle royale or something like that. You don't have to explain uh, yourself to us, Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're a judgment no, for I
2: bought podcast. it live on another person's stream. <clears throat> I could pull up the exact VOD of the moment where I'm like, ooh, okay, bot. You're, you're just digging yourself a hole. You're talking too much. I'll dig myself the hole as much as I want.
0: On that note... <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. I hope 2021 overall is a better year than 2020. We have our predictions here for how gaming will eke out in 2021, but obviously, you know, like the world at large is much more important, and hopefully things on that front get better too. Uh, but for now, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, as well as YouTube. Um, and click the link in the description of this podcast to join our discord and chat with us there. Thank you Connor and Mike. Yep. Bye guys. We'll catch yeah. you next time. See ya.